The holidays always find a way. Hola, Amara La Negra here from Exactly Amara Podcast. Holidays y tradiciones go hand in hand. Whether you're making mom's famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's really about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with buenos amigos y familia, delicious food, mucho amor y cariño, and of course, ice cold coke. Because Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together, Coca-Cola and the My Cultura Podcast Network is another great pairing. With their generous support, we can continue to bring you our stories, our way, and told by us. There's no better time to celebrate our stories than now and to celebrate our storytellers all year long. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with The Nation. The Nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? Happy Thanksgiving. This is the Thanksgiving weekend edition of This is America with Rich Valdez. Welcome to the program. And I'm um, broadcasting from 17 miles away from Madison Square Garden in New York City. Now, there's uh, lots of things to be thankful for. It's Thanksgiving. There's a few uh, fun Thanksgiving stories I want to get into. Then we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, the meaning of, of the attack on certain faiths uh, with um, a guest that we have coming up and a little bit of the news of the day, but I want to be a little bit lighter today because it is Thanksgiving weekend and it's important that I think we focus on things that are not going to get us ticked off, especially when we're dealing with our family uh, because who wants to do that? Like, this is an interesting story right here. Look at this one. Let me see if this is the first one I want to go to. Yeah, it is. I'll go to the next one after this, but this story is pretty cool. Um, a grandmother mistakenly texted a teenage boy for Thanksgiving one year. You know, she actually, uh, it was a stranger to make Thanksgiving plans. She thought she was texting somebody else. Seven years later, this teenager and this grandma are still having Thanksgiving together. Jamal Hinton uh, shared a photo Tuesday of him standing be- beside Wanda Dench outside of the Cheesecake Factory, revealing the two are carrying their tradition of spending time together for Thanksgiving after their paths accidentally crossed years ago. I think this is a great story. Heartwarming tale of a grandmother who uh, mistakenly texted this teenager, bringing them together, and now they have food every year, seven years running strong. And uh, one of the quotes that he um, he gave to one of the uh, media outlets was, he said, to answer your questions, yes. Thanksgiving year seven is planned out. I'll see you guys Thursday, he captioned in uh, the photo with uh, turkey emojis. And this is something that made people really happy. And if you look at a picture of this, uh, it's an odd couple. You know, by today's standards, you'd think that they'd have to both be ultra MAGA extremists or they'd have to be ultra leftist extremists. But no, they're actually uh, you got a guy here is probably in his 20s now, African-American guy with uh, dreads and and a white woman with like auburn red hair and they couldn't be happier together. And and this is part of what I think America is all about. America is about this this melting pot uh, of of humanity where you can say, you know what, I am a radical patriot. I love this country. And it's okay if you don't love this country as much. I don't condone that per se, but I have to condone the idea that you don't have to agree with me. So – Obviously, I have to go with the flow because that's how it works. One another have to uh, get along. We have to be, I don't know, harmonious, if that's the word I can use. And to me, this is um, lost oftentimes on every type of discourse, not the least of which is political discourse. And this is where I think we, we, we go wrong as a society. When we, when we become so unwilling to accept people that disagree with us, we're missing the mark. And this is why I think I think the, the message of of being able to disagree agreeably is so important. Now, I know some of you are listening and thinking, but Rich, how could you allow somebody that wants to destroy the country and radically change it fundamentally from the inside out? How could you look at this somebody and say, oh, I disagree with you? I think that's what we have to do. And we, we, we can work really hard to save this country, to save the traditions that we espouse. 
just like they can. So to me, I think there's there's a battle of wits, there's a battle of ideas, and and may the best man win. And I, I want to believe that my ideas are superior. I want to believe that I have more people that have got my back than than AOC has that have her back. But that is what we're fighting for: the hearts and minds of we, the people, the American public. And it's so important that we have these debates and we have these discussions and we sway people however we can sway them to present our truth. Because if I were to just tell them you can't tell your side of the story, that I'm stifling them the way they stifle Trump, the way they kick Trump off of Twitter. And I don't think that's right. I wouldn't kick AOC off of Twitter and I wouldn't kick Trump off of Twitter because I think there is a fine line that's walked when it comes to content moderation, like they are discussing constantly in social media and with Twitter, with Elon Musk and all that stuff. I get it. But there's considerable debate in these topics. For example, some people consider it um, anti-American if you criticize America. I think you can criticize America all day, and I don't think that you're necessarily against the country. However, I think if you make it clear that you're against the country, like saying, you know, I, I, I think that this country is rooted in evil. I think this country is rooted in racism and it it's, stands for everything bad and evil. That's what this country is. Then I would say that's pretty anti-American. Right. But if you say, you know what? Um, I think that the, the, the way that we elect people currently is fundamentally flawed in America. I think that's a valid critique. And, and and not because of the topic of it, but because it's a, a critique of something that's going on. If you want to say, I think it's fundamentally flawed that um, there's so many traditionalists in America that believe that men should marry women. Again, I'm going to say that's, that's a valid critique for you. I would probably retort with saying that, you know, the institution of marriage is, is probably one that's been under attack more so than any other. And there's plenty of benefit to it financial and otherwise, you know, social, emotional. There's a lot of uh, benefit to being married and, and raising a family in a marriage. Uh, but with 50% of the population never getting married or being divorced and whatnot, how can one really make that argument, right? You, you just make the argument for your case and you got to move on. We can't sit here till we're blue in the face because th- there's proof that that side of the thinking is winning. So the only thing you can do to really refute the argument is to live your truth. That's all I could say, right? Get married and stay married. Didn't work for me, but I still support that idea. I still think that's a good thing. I still think it's okay to to criticize a country if you want to criticize Russia, if you want to criticize Ukraine, if you want to criticize Israel, if you want to criticize Palestine. I think the critique is okay without labeling somebody an anti-Semite or anti-this or anti-that as long as you're not literally anti that nation's existence, like the Iranians are anti-Semitic and anti-Israel and everything, because they're (laughs) anti-American. They start their parliamentary session saying death to America, death to Israel. So those are distinctions that I think that we need to hold on to and espouse and and really uh, be cognizant of, because otherwise, we're constantly going to put people in this bucket and say, no, that's it, you're an anti-this or you're an anti-that and you're out. And I think we have to welcome debate. We have to welcome the differences of opinion that exist and have conversations that may sometimes be uncomfortable because otherwise we're lost. Speaking of lost, I'm going to talk about something that was found. There is a article in the New York Post that came out just at the end of the week. It says that the Transportation Security Administration found a cat in checked baggage. And what the owner said was really interesting. Now, this little sneaky feline was trying to get away for Thanksgiving until he was nabbed by these TSA agents. The orange cat was discovered at JFK Airport. Uh Uh-oh, I happen to know somebody that runs those types of investigations there. And his last name is Valdez, and it ends with an S. And after the agent spotted some orange hair poking out of the zipper of the suitcase... The spokesperson for TSA told the New York Post that the traveler was not aware that he had a cat in his luggage. TSA spokesperson, <laughs> so funny, there's a picture of it. It's really funny. TSA spokesperson uh, Lisa Farbstein said in a statement that the agent was shocked by the furry discovery in the l- luggage, which had been checked and x-rayed. Poor cat got radiation. The traveler said the cat belonged to someone else in his household. In a picture accompanying the tweet, you could see the... Um, orange hair sticking out of the suitcase. 
And there's a picture of the x-ray, and you see the cat neatly tucked away right there in the top. And I wonder if that's a, a mistake or not. That's fascinating to me. I'm wondering, were they trying to take their cat to, uh, to Thanksgiving dinner? Or uh, was Garfield planning on um, just um, stowing away? Hmm. I don't know, but that is fascinating. It didn't. There was a little bit of the zipper open, but outside of that, it it uh, it was in a closed suitcase. So, I mean, it could have been an ugly surprise when they arrived. That would have been horrible and horrific. Anyway, that's that story. So we did that one. We did that one. There's another story I wanted to talk about about the Associated Press. I'll leave that for the the fourth segment. But I wanted to just uh, reiterate the importance of Thanksgiving. Because I think Thanksgiving is a time where we're supposed to be thankful. It's a time where we should try to reflect and soften our hearts and prepare for, you know, time with family members that sometimes we may love to see, sometimes we, we may be apprehensive to see, and where there may be debate, there may be um, strong emotions and whatnot. At least there always are in my family. And we get along, and we all pretty much agree. In, in my side of the, of the world, it's more like we're all agreeing on on let's say Trump, for example. But, you know, I'm saying, yeah, I really hope Trump wins in the next election. And they're going, what do you mean? Trump's already president. He's been secretly serving and guiding the military uh, in a covert operation to remove the deep state. And I'm thinking, excuse me, I'm seeing stars after seeing something like that. Clearly, uh, if that was happening, Donald Trump wouldn't be running for president, right? That's just insane. But those are some of the things that we deal with. And I try to, to take them on with uh, with an open mind and have those discussions, despite knowing that they're not possible, both legally and quite frankly, literally, in most cases, there's just too much evidence to refute the opposite of what's being argued. But what are you going to do? That's how it is. So anyway, it's the Thanksgiving edition of This Is America with Rich Valdez. And uh, we're slowing it down just a little bit, but we're going to have a conversation about religious side and religious side is defined as. Well, I'm going to let the author explain it to you because she's coming up next with us. This is uh, an interview that I had with her on my new national radio show, which I want you to check out. If it's on your local station, look for it somewhere. It was formerly known as the Jim Bohannon Show. And um, a big uh, kudos to everybody who lost family members like we lost Jimbo recently. I know I always have a tough time dealing with my mom's loss and my dad's loss or their, their passing, I should say. And um, I know it's difficult, but make sure you check out that show because it's three hours long every single night. We take calls from all across America, and it's really cool because we bring in a lot of really interesting guests, which I don't always do on This Is America. But in an effort to promote the show, I am going to have a couple of drop-ins of these clips from these interviews so that you could hear them. So don't go anywhere. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. This is America. The holidays always find a way. Hola, Amara La Negra here from Exactly Amara Podcast. Holidays y tradiciones go hand in hand. Whether you're making mom's famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's really about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with buenos amigos y familia, delicious food, mucho amor y cariño, and of course, ice cold Coke. Because Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together, Coca-Cola and the My Cultura Podcast Network is another great pairing. With their generous support, we can continue to bring you our stories, our way, and told by us. There's no better time to celebrate our stories than now and to celebrate our storytellers all year long. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to life's adventures, Hyundai is thinking of every mile. It's your journey. Our podcast in our own world takes listeners through our entire journey. The good, the bad, and the oftentimes hilarious moments that make up our lives. Whether we're pulling prank calls on our friends or having an honest discussion about representation, it's all a part of our story. And Hyundai knows your journey is at the heart of your story. That's why they're by your side to cover all of the many miles and milestones together. And thanks to Hyundai, My Cultura listeners can experience the incredible journey of our Latino content creators. We're using their voices to share their stories because we all have a story. Join us as we voyage through life and celebrate its beauty, its diversity, and the voices of our culture. Together, we're discovering our road. Hyundai, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. It's your journey. 
The holidays always find a way. Hola, Amara La Negra here from Exactly Amara Podcast. Holidays y tradiciones go hand in hand. Whether you're making mom's famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's really about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with buenos amigos y familia, delicious food, mucho amor y cariño, and of course, ice cold Coke. Because Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together, Coca-Cola and the My Cultura Podcast Network is another great pairing. With their generous support, we can continue to bring you our stories, our way, and told by us. There's no better time to celebrate our stories than now and to celebrate our storytellers all year long. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. Oh, he's so handsome. What's his name? Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. It's Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. It's the Thanksgiving weekend edition of This Is America. And... I want to get into this topic of violence based on religious or anti-religious violence. We're seeing it with the Uyghurs in China, where because they're Muslims, they're ostracized, they're treated differently. But it doesn't just happen there. It happens everywhere. Uh, we're seeing it happen all in New York City. You've seen it happen to Hasidic Jews and other Jews. Um, we've seen it happen to Christians in different parts of the world and even some parts of America. So there's clearly a movement afoot. Uh, whether it's a loosely held movement or a, a collectivist movement where people are going after people of faith and we don't know why. Or maybe we have suspicion, but we have someone that has written the book on this. She's the co-author of Religious Side, Confronting the Roots of Anti-Religious Violence. Georgette Bennett, welcome. Thank you so much, Rich. I appreciate being on your show. Well, it's, it's my pleasure. This is one of those things I'm genuinely curious about. I, I don't have any expertise in and uh, I really, uh, I think the audience is eager to learn about. So l let's start off with, why did you write the book? What made you say, I'm going to write a book on religious violence? Well, you know, I'm a child of the Holocaust, and um, mm -hmm. I arrived here with my parents in the U.S. as refugees. Um, so... Anti-religious violence is something that, unfortunately, is pretty much hardwired into my DNA because of my own family's experiences. I became very interested in the link between religion and violence um, professionally because the first half of my career, I was a criminologist, and so... Um, it was very intriguing to me, you know, what is it about religion that inspires so much hate? Um, it's the Holocaust that planted that question in me, and then the link between religion and violence, uh, as I said, came out of my career as a criminologist. So, as you rightly said, there is um, anti-religious violence. Um, it happens all over the world, and it is the one form of violence that is actually increasing, whereas other forms of violence have been decreasing. So, the book that my co-author, Jerry White, and I wrote focuses on a particular kind of anti-religious violence. But I want to make one thing clear, and that is that this book is really a book about human rights. This is not a book that is an attack on the secular world or on secularism or on non-believers. It is not a book that uh, tries to breach the separation of church and state. What we're talking about here is human rights, uh, and specifically the human rights of people who are believers that are being subjected to terrible atrocities. Um, that doesn't mean there's anything bad about the secular world. In fact, we rely on secular institutions to protect the rights of people. 
Well, I think that's uh, well put. Obviously, I think you you really articulate it well, and and that is the 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 crux of it. It's look, you can do what you got to do. You just don't hate me for doing what I'm doing, <laughs> right? Since when did I become the bad guy because I want to worship? Exactly, and um, you know, you you mentioned the world, the word hate, and the past thirty years of my career have been very much focused on confronting hate. And one of the things that I've learned is that behind hate, there is generally great fear. So it's very important to do deep listening and to understand what is the fear behind the hate. And then you can address the fear and hopefully turn the hate into something much more positive. Wow, that's really well put, uh, because I think uh, I've, I've not really heard it put that way. The, um, the behind great fear is, is or behind great hate is great fear. And I, I've seen it um, explained that behind um, anger, there, there is there is hurt. And I guess hate is probably the most extreme form of anger. And and it makes a ton of sense that these are very hurt people that are hurting other people. And I never thought to take the psychological approach. Perhaps that's the uh, abrasive New Yorker in me where I think you hate me. I hate you back twice more. You know? <laughs> that's just how this works <laughs> well, around here. <laughs> well, I'm a New Yorker, too, but I don't consider myself abrasive. <laughs> oh, well, I try not to be, but, you know, sometimes the labels they throw at me stick. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, I, I try to be a nice guy, but I think ultimately when people are coming at you at raise your elbows, you, there's all, oh, but so much, excuse me, sir, can you, you can do, you know? Uh, eventually you sound, you you sound like a nice guy, Rich. You sound like I, I a try. nice guy. I try. I've been accused of being nice <laughs> once or twice. But my, my point is, I think that it's, um, it, it's a really interesting way of looking at it, and it, it kind of shifts you into a different mode where you don't want to fight, where you're kind of like, what's wrong with you? And you don't mean it like in, you know, what's wrong with your face? It's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, how can I help you? What's the problem here? Why are you hurting? Why do you hate me? And maybe we can have a conversation or a dialogue about that. And I like that approach. So I, I think we should um, explore that avenue. But I want to just remind everybody um, what we're talking about and who we're talking with. We are speaking with uh, Georgette Bennett. She is a co-author of Religious Side, Confronting the Roots of Anti-Religious Violence. It's an excellent book. I think it's one that people should really take a look at and really dig into because I think the approach is one that, in my opinion, is a worthwhile approach. So, Georgette, stick with us. I want to continue the conversation with you. Give us a call if you want to join us. I am Rich Valdez. We're coming right back. This is America. The holidays always find a way. Hola, Amara La Negra here from Exactly Amara Podcast. Holidays y tradiciones go hand in hand. Whether you're making mom's famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's really about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with buenos amigos y familia, delicious food, mucho amor y cariño, and of course, ice cold Coke. Because Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together, Coca-Cola and the My Cultura Podcast Network is another great pairing. With their generous support, we can continue to bring you our stories, our way, and told by us. There's no better time to celebrate our stories than now and to celebrate our storytellers all year long. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When it comes to life's adventures, Hyundai is thinking of every mile. It's your journey. Our podcast in our own world takes listeners through our entire journey. The good, the bad, and the oftentimes hilarious moments that make up our lives. Whether we're pulling prank calls on our friends or having an honest discussion about representation, it's all a part of our story. And Hyundai knows your journey is at the heart of your story. That's why they're by your side to cover all of the many miles and milestones together. And thanks to Hyundai, My Cultura listeners can experience the incredible journey of our Latino content creators. We're using their voices to share their stories because we all have a story. Join us as we voyage through life and celebrate its beauty, its diversity, and the voices of our culture. Together, we're discovering our road. Hyundai, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. It's your journey. 
The holidays always find a way. Hola, Amara La Negra here from Exactly Amara Podcast. Holidays y tradiciones go hand in hand. Whether you're making mom's famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's really about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with buenos amigos y familia, delicious food, mucho amor y cariño, and of course, ice cold Coke. Because Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together, Coca-Cola and the My Cultura Podcast Network is another great pairing. With their generous support, we can continue to bring you our stories, our way, and told by us. There's no better time to celebrate our stories than now and to celebrate our storytellers all year long. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The 45th President Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Yeah. an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative Talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, everybody, welcome back. Rich Valdez here. Our guest is Georgette Bennett. She spent half her life as a sociologist, and she um, has written this wonderful book, Religicide, Confronting the Roots of Anti-Religious Violence. And uh, I was commending the approach before because I felt that it was um, a thoughtful one. And I guess being a sociologist, it makes sense that she would use that approach. But I, I want to understand better for myself and for everyone that's listening, let let us all know what is religious side. How does that work out, and what's this process look like? So, religious side is a human rights crime that has so far gone unnamed, unabated, and unprosecuted. But we're giving it a name, and we gave it the name religious side, which is a systematic, targeted attempt to wipe out an entire religion, not religion in general, but a particular targeted religion. And that includes killing its adherents, destroying its habitats and sacred spaces, destroying its entire cultural heritage. So it's, it's a crime that goes beyond war crimes, it goes beyond crimes against humanity, it goes beyond genocide, and it goes beyond ethnic cleansing. International laws cover all of those, but religicide falls between the gaps of international law. It can be perpetrated by one religion against the other, like ISIS against the Yazidis, it can be perpetrated by a state against a religion. You mentioned earlier the Uyghurs in China. So the Uyghurs and the Tibetan Buddhists in China are both examples of that. Mm-hmm. Or it can be perpetrated by a state and a religion against a religion. And an example of that would be the Buddhists uh, in Myanmar against the Rohingya. So that, that's what religiousside is. It's fantastic. It's it's a uh, it's it's almost like a religious genocide, and and it's a, I think it's a great um, word that you've come up with to describe this because it does go uh, kind of think unnoticed, un, unaddressed. This is why, uh, believe it or not, I don't know if you're even aware of this, but uh, following this segment, we have the prime minister in exile uh, from the the Uyghur world, uh, East Turkestan. He'll be joining us in the in the next segment. And oh, because, good. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those things that I feel like just doesn't get addressed very often. And I love that you wrote a book on this particular topic. And again, folks, we're on with Georgette Bennett. Uh, she's a co-author of Religious Side, Confronting the Roots of Anti-Religious Violence. Make sure you check it out wherever you get your books. Buy a couple of books because Christmas is coming, Hanukkah is coming. There's a lot of uh, opportunities to give this book away. And I'd say always give two books. You know, buy one for yourself, give two away. Do what you got to do when it comes to giving away something where people could learn something. Now, Georgette Bennett, um, we have uh, several callers that have questions for you. But I have a question for you before we get to anything like that. And the question is, how does a nice girl from New York end up writing about this stuff? Uh, obviously, you were working as a sociologist, as a criminologist. Uh, what does that career path look like for you? Well, it's actually a, a very personal story. Um, 
I'm a former broadcast journalist. I've had a lot of interesting career moves. But what got me, if you'll forgive me being a little bit crass, what got me into the religion business Mm -hmm. is uh, the death of my late husband, who was um, one of the pioneers in interreligious engagement. His name was Rabbi Mark Tannenbaum, and he was also a well-known human rights activist. And when he died, there were at least 50 conflicts being waged around the world based at least in part on religion. And I just felt that nothing that I had been doing professionally was as important as building on his work. He died seven weeks before our only child was born, but he left me with more than a son who really is the blessing of my life. Um, He left me with a legacy of confronting hate and building bridges. So that's, uh, that's how I ended up writing about this stuff. Now, I've always been interested in religion. I was interested in religion as a child and had had an, a strange upbringing for um, a Jewish girl. Um, my best friend was a Christian scientist, and I would go to Christian science Sunday school with her when I was a little older and, and went to camp. Um, I sang in a choir, a touring choir that sang in churches. Uh, I went to Hebrew school along the way also. (laughs) So I've always been very, very interested in the subject of religion. When I was an undergraduate, I took religion courses. When I got my Ph.D., I took took a number of uh, courses in the sociology of religion. So this is a subject that has always been deeply interesting to me because religion... Um, can be such a force for good and misused, it can also be such a force for bad because while religion can be the solution to a lot of the problems that we're talking about right now, Mm -hmm. um, some of the roots of those problems can also be found in religion because some people... um, I would say, fall into the trap of group narcissism, feeling that they have the monopoly on truth, that what they believe is the Are you only referring to the mainstream there. media, or just generally speaking? No, I'm, I'm talking about religion right now. Mm-hmm. And it can be anybody. It can be a Christian, a Jew. It can be a Muslim, a Hindu, a Buddhist. You know, the, the idea that our truth is the only truth that's out there, is the only way to God. And that leads to apocalyptic thinking in which we divide the world into the children of light and the children of darkness. That's where othering begins. That's where hate speech begins. That's where demonization begins. And once you have committed verbal violence against somebody, it's a very short step to physical violence because if you no longer consider that person as human, then you know, yeah, they should be exterminated. They're just insects. Right. So, yeah, I was just thinking, it seems to me that there are members of the media that have kind of created a almost cult-like movement that maybe not quite a religion, but that, that treats certain people this way. And it's like it, they've created their own version of truth. And whether you like it or not, this is what it is. And I'm just making that juxtaposition in my head. I keep my political hat on all the time. But it, it is fascinating to me what you're describing that um, it, once you normalize the behavior through speech, it becomes a little bit easier to carry out in actuality. Oh, much easier. Absolutely. So that's why religious leaders have a special responsibility, because every one of the great religions has texts that, if you look at them, are pretty horrifying. So it's very important for religious leaders to interpret those texts to to make people understand what are the historical contexts in which these texts arose, and also to bring people back to the core values of the religion. And in all religions, those core values have to do with peace. They have to do with love. They have to do with people caring about each other, taking care of each other. 
Excellent point. I want to go quickly, uh, 30 seconds, to Mark in Canton, Ohio. Mark, welcome. You're on with uh, Dr. Georgette Bennett and Rich Valdez. Quickly. Hi, thank you. Hi, thank you. Uh, I, I have a theory, and I just want your call, uh, your, your guest's opinion of it. And I've had a theory over the last 10, 15 years that uh, it's analogous to the, the fall of the Roman Empire and before Constantine uh, kind of re, re-solidified Christianity. And I think this is a natural state of things. Now, I'm, I'm an atheist, but I used to be a Christian. But that being said, I, I, I believe we need God more than anything. And I think there's... And I don't want to sound conceited, but I don't, I myself don't need God to be a moral and just person. But a vast majority of society as a whole, I think, need that structure or that framework. Mm-hmm. And I think this is with. with and you're saying that's why you feel religion is on a downward spiral. Dr. Bennett, uh, 30 seconds to you. So. Um, 80% of the world's population identifies with a religion. So that's one of the reasons it's very important to include religious actors in, um, in the solutions to world problems. But I do agree with you that you don't have to be an adherent of a specific religion to lead a moral life. Right. A good point. Folks, we'll leave it right there with Dr. Georgette Bennett, author of Religious Side. Confronting the Roots of Anti-Religious Violence. Doc, thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. And thank you so much for your interest. Happy Thanksgiving. More to come straight ahead, folks. I am Rich Valdez. We'll be right back. This is America. When it comes to life's adventures, Hyundai is thinking of every mile. It's your journey. Our podcast, In Our Own World, takes listeners through our entire journey. The good, the bad, and the oftentimes hilarious moments that make up our lives. Whether we're pulling prank calls on our friends or having an honest discussion about representation, it's all a part of our story. And Hyundai knows your journey is at the heart of your story. That's why they're by your side to cover all of the many miles and milestones together. And thanks to Hyundai, My Cultura listeners can experience the incredible journey of our Latino content creators. We're using their voices to share their stories because we all have a story. Join us as we voyage through life and celebrate its beauty, its diversity, and the voices of our culture. Together, we're discovering our road. Hyundai, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. It's your journey. The holidays always find a way. Hola, Amara La Negra here from Exactly Amara Podcast. Holidays y tradiciones go hand in hand. Whether you're making mom's famous recipes or getting your kids all dolled up to spend time with their loved ones, it's really about enjoying the real magic of the season by surrounding yourself with buenos amigos y familia, delicious food, mucho amor y cariño, and of course, ice cold Coke. Because Coca-Cola pairs perfectly with every holiday get-together, Coca-Cola and the My Cultura Podcast Network is another great pairing. With their generous support, we can continue to bring you our stories, our way, and told by us. There's no better time to celebrate our stories than now and to celebrate our storytellers all year long. Coca-Cola, proud partner of the My Cultura Podcast Network. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows available on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis from the Chiquis and Chill podcast. State Farm apoya con orgullo este podcast and all the storytellers on the My Cultura podcast network. They value nuestra familia as much as we do, and that's why they're offering surprisingly great rates, so you don't have to give up on doing what you love. With State Farm, you'll help protect what's important to you. Together, we're committed to elevating the Latino experience. It's our time to be heard about so many topics. Y con el apoyo de State Farm, nuestras voces can speak about mental health, familia, financial literacy, body positivity, y mucho más. State Farm supports our vision, our communities, our neighborhoods, y nuestra gente. Tus seres queridos son tan importantes para ellos como lo son para ti. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. State Farm a proud sponsor of the My Cultura Podcast Network. This is America. Llegó el pavo. Llegó el pavo. 
All right, America, that is Silvio Mora and his song, Diego El Pavo, which means the turkey has arrived. Uh, a nice little uh, Spanish tune, merengue to be exact, and shouts out New York in here. I love it. Uh, of course, I'm in Jersey right now for Thanksgiving. I'll be up in PA, all the way up in the uh, Pocono Mountains, where uh, my family has a farm. And um, they don't farm anything. It's just a farm that used to be a horse farm years ago. But um, I love it up there. It's nice to go and get away. It takes a while for me to relax and get used to the solitude, to get used to the dirt road, to get used to, you know, uh, the occasional gunshots where people are taking out coyotes and whatnot. But it's, uh, it's nice. It's nice. The air is cleaner. People are um, very um, different, very simple in, in their approach to things. You know, when their car breaks, they don't take it to the mechanic. They fix it themselves. And it's a, it's a nice thing. It's, I'm thankful for it, I should say, right? Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. It's Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And there's an increase in travel. There's more travel right now than there has been since 2019. The big difference, the price is significantly up. Things cost a lot more because of Biden inflation. And there's some uh, Garden State travelers that are sounding off in Red Bank. Listen to this. I'm a big traveler over the, the years, and I, I haven't experienced um, these types of prices in, in the past. So I think for people that can't afford it, can't afford the rise in prices, it's going to be a problem. Oh, yes. It's very expensive. I don't think anyone that I know is traveling this holiday season probably because of that. All right. Well, they're not traveling because it's too expensive. So I'm wondering, are you guys traveling? Uh, is it affordable for you? Let me know at Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez. But these Thanksgiving travelers are facing major price hurdles because of decades high inflation. Now, you've combined this with continued uh, travel that's been, uh, I guess, stymied because of covid, but it's starting to rebound. And you got other things like high fuel prices and just about everything. I mean, hotels cost more. The let's see what else. Um, everything you would need to go on vacation. You go, you buy your little travel size toiletries and whatnot. But I guess in uh, kudos to the Biden administration, inflation is down, not a full point, but um, it, it's down to seven point seven percent. So almost a full point. We're at seven point seven percent inflation for October. I don't know that that's anything to really celebrate because most things are at a 48% increase, especially when it comes to travel, like talking about domestic round-trip flights. This stuff, um, anything you booked in early November, it's going to set you back $468. This is according to Kayak.com, and I'm reading it from Fox News. This is the um, travel website, Kayak.com. So clearly not a good position to be in if you're looking to travel for the holidays. And I, I did some traveling recently. I think I might have mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. I went to my daughter's first uh, Taekwondo competition. Uh, she's on the Liberty University team. And they were going against a few different schools, Johns Hopkins and some others. But they held the tournament at Cornell University. And it, to me, the whole thing was just like, wow, I can't believe I could fly to Florida or California for whatever I spent to fly to Ithaca. Now, a lot of people are thinking, it's a, not that long of a ride, Rich. Why would you Why would you fly? Well, I just didn't feel like driving, so I'm, I'm not complaining about the price. I'm just making mention about the price because I didn't want to get stuck in traffic, and I just didn't have the time to, to be in the car for eight hours because of things I had to do that were attached to a microphone. So, well, you can't be in a studio and in the car at the same time, so the um, the time was the issue for me. And I think that's the issue for most people, which is why they fly or try to take the train or those express trains, because that's the fastest way to travel. And oftentimes you, you work up right up to the minute. All right. So I worked up to Wednesday night uh, at till 1 a.m. in the morning because my new national radio show is from 10 at night to 1 in the morning. And uh, hopefully the program director at WPHT isn't going to yell at me for mentioning that. <laughs> but I would love for you guys to tune in. Uh, we do have affiliates all over the country. So if you could find us, definitely tune in. Check it out. Check out the podcast. This is America with Rich Valdez as well. I'd love for you to check that out. Now, I want to continue our conversation and switch gears to a little bit of a different topic, which is Dr. Anthony Fauci, right? Because the Fauchster, as I like to call him, 
He uh, had his final briefing in 50 years of government service, Dr. Fauci says. Uh, no mas for him. He is out. And he was there with um, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre, who I have not developed a funny nickname for yet. So if you want to tweet those out to me, at Rich Valdez with an S, or put them on any of the social media in the comments on Instagram or Facebook or Truth Social or Getter or Parlor, I'm on all of them. I look at all of them. And I'm looking forward to coming up with a funny nickname for KJP. But she got really unruly. And we'll, we'll listen to that in a moment. But we've got a clip from Dr. Anthony Fauci because he says all of the divisiveness that we see or divisiveness, as some like to say, is really because of those that aren't vaccinated. Listen to this. So when I see people in this country because of the divisiveness in our country, of not getting vaccinated for reasons that have nothing to do with public health, but have to do because of divisiveness and ideological differences. As a physician, it pains me because I don't want to see anybody get infected. I don't want to see anybody hospitalized and I don't want to see anybody die from COVID. Whether you're a far right Republican or a far left Democrat, it doesn't make any difference to me. Then why bring it up? Why bring up this mention of far right Republican? Go ahead. I look upon it the same way as I did in the emergency room in the middle of New York City when I was taking care of everybody that was coming in off the street. So that's the thing that troubles me most about this. Now, what troubles me most about this is that Dr. Fauci has been in government as long as he has. I don't trust the guy. I don't think that he's the best representative for the people. But he um, he had other things that he wanted to say before he, he says, I don't care about this. I don't care about that. You know who he cared about? He cared about blaming the unvaccinated. But the people who are most at risk are the unvaccinated. I mean, we have 68 percent of our population is vaccinated. You know, that means that we have 32 percent of the population that's not. And if you look at the data, they are just profoundly striking of the curves of death and hospitalization of unvaccinated versus vaccinated versus vaccinated and boosted. So there is a relatively smaller difference in vaccinated and unboosted versus vaccinated plus boosted. Relatively smaller difference. And yet there's this push and push and push. And yet uh, it's fascinating. In other countries, they're now talking about things that are referred to as vaccine injuries. And again, not trying to push any conspiracy theory or anything like that. Just making a point that this is a a point of conversation in other countries. And it's not really a point of conversation here, but I bet it'll be a point of conversation at some of your Thanksgiving tables. I know a guy, and I think I publicly asked for your support in prayer for him, for his son, really, who I think is 24, 25 years old, got out of school, um, studied to be a pilot, became a pilot. They said, oh, look, you can't fly unless you uh, get the vaccine. He got the vaccine, and as soon as he got it, he developed myocarditis. And... I checked in with uh, this former colleague of mine about a week ago. So again, this is probably about a year ago that he got into this mess with myocarditis. A week ago, he just got cleared to fly. So I I would say he spent a, a year not working, not flying because he took the vaccine because he was otherwise healthy prior to taking it. Now, that's one situation, but it's one personal one that I happen to know of. So I think when Dr. Fauci says it's a significant, smaller, smaller, look, people want to take the vaccine. They should take the vaccine. If people don't want it, they shouldn't. And we've had this talk over and over and over again for a long time. But I bring it up because I think uh, as the government brings it up a day or two before Thanksgiving, it's likely going to put people on edge. It's going to make people uh, apprehensive. They're going to be like, oh, did you get the shot? Did you not get the shot? And there was a funny video that I saw on um on Instagram, at Rich Valdez, by the way, at Rich Valdez with an S. And the family's around the table, and uh, the husband and wife are there, and somebody says something, well, well good thing you got your vaccine. Uh, you know, this way you're, you're good to go, or your latest booster. And and then somebody else says, um, yeah, yeah, if you don't get those boosters, oh, boy, we, putn't, we wouldn't be able to see each other. And then uh, this one couple goes, oh, we didn't get it. And they go, oh. And they look at each other and they're kind of biting their lip and the inside of their cheek. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what do we do? And then they go, well, look, just because you missed your last booster, at least you got the initial few boosters. And, you know, that's that's what matters. And then they look at each other and they're kind of like, yeah, yeah, in agreement. And then the couple puts this, you know, face like, Mm-mm, no, we didn't we didn't do that one either. And they're like, you did get 
the boosters prior to the most recent booster, right? And they go ahead and say, uh, no. And they go, well, you got the initial vaccine, didn't you? And they go, uh, uh, no. And it ultimately, uh, you know, it's like, dun, 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 you know, and the suspenseful, scary music. And it's very funny. And I probably didn't do it justice in my storytelling. But I'll say this. I'm sure that that scene is going to repeat in many uh, Thanksgiving households in America. Hopefully not too many in the areas that I'm in. It probably won't be the case. Definitely won't be the case in my household. But um, you never know. And and this is one of those things where I think it's uh, it's silly. It's silly. People... For to to divide families over one's choices, just don't go to dinner, you know. Rather than like requiring ID up against the wall, patting people down. Let me get that vaccine passport. Let me see what you got. You got the booster. You got this booster. You got all right. He's good. Scan him next. You know this is crazy. And a couple of years back, I remember doing a Thanksgiving show because for years I've worked on Thanksgiving up until I got this new national show. I um, I, I it's the first time I'm off on Thanksgiving in a really long time. Uh, but I've always worked on the air on Thanksgiving, and I would read all these Thanksgiving stories. And uh, for years, I would make this joke, uh, the last couple of years at least, about people, you know, frisking people to check them out. So hopefully that's not the case where you guys are. But I do want to thank you for tuning into the program, downloading the podcast, subscribing to the podcast, following me on Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media. And I want to remind you, you got to stand for something. Be thankful for something. Because if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So this Thanksgiving, take a stand, give some thanks, and eat a lot of pavo, right? Like the song says, Llegó el pavo, or the, the turkeys arrived. Llegó el pavo. All right. Anyway, that's all I've got, folks. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, America. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Vacations are supposed to be easy, right? Lots of stress-free time spent on the beach with a drink in hand, making memories that will last a lifetime. So, booking a vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. They offer easily bookable, all-inclusive vacation packages with exclusive non-stop vacation flights to your favorite vacation destinations. Explore deals to AMR Collection Resorts and plan your luxury vacation with ease. It's like turning on easy mode. Get started at applevacations.com. Vacations are supposed to be easy, right? Lots of stress-free time spent on the beach with a drink in hand, making memories that will last a lifetime. So booking a vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. They offer easily bookable vacation packages with exclusive nonstop vacation flights to your favorite vacation destinations. Explore deals to top-rated resorts like Ryu Hotels and Resorts and plan your vacation with ease. It's like turning on easy mode. Get started at AppleVacations.com today. Hey.